And now, live from the Information Superhighway, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian and podcaster, but her true passions are ska and 12-foot skeletons. It's Brandy Posey. He's a wrestling raconteur who's responsible for quite possibly the only Judith Light mention in the history of professional wrestling. It's RJ City. Daniel Quance is here, and he's either really happy to once again not be doing the intro, or he secretly hates me right now. I'm the bad boy of podcasting, Tony Thaxton, wondering why the hell did I book a goddamn Zoom show after we started doing in-person shows again. But I digress, and I invite you to say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen! Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, Allison, Allison, Hello, my little cookies that are in that tin that eventually contains sewing supplies. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Jacob Loresh. Now, I thought to myself, am I going to allow everyone to get cutesy with the carbs? Usually we just go by like, the name of a carp, not the description, but I felt like I know exactly what he means. We all know exactly what he means. So I'm going to allow it this time. Um, yes, I am on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. All sorts of fun stuff. You can get bonus episodes of my Patreon podcast, The Friend Zone. I just had a fun episode where I answered everyone's questions. Uh, my son Elliot was a surprise guest who was supposed to be on late in the episode. However, he got impatient, so he was on early in the episode. He sang some songs. Uh and more songs and more. Um, so there's that. There's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. You can see videos of the Thursday show. So all the stuff that has happened before even the beginning of this episode, there was counting. There was clapping. There was something where Tony needed permission to record on his end. But did I give him permission? No, I gave it to someone else. All sorts of stuff like that. People who are just listening to this, they're missing out. People who are on Patreon, they're not missing out. Uh, and if you subscribe for a year, you get 12 months for the price of 10. That's so a good deal. that's two free months. Okay. I'm going to move on. Once again, I have eaten up too much of this show <laughs> talking about Patreon. And I always say I'm going to move this to somewhere later in the show, and then I don't. Um as you might have noticed, this is episode two of Tony's Picks. It started as a lark, started as a stunt, it started as, what if I just ceded control of my show? What if I said, what if I do something crazy? What if I let Tony book the show? Tony's that sounds Picks. That's downright insane. Well, they'll they'll say I'm loony. They'll lock me up. But uh, I thought, what's the worst that could happen? It's only a couple shows that's now extended into a couple more. But last week we did it. It was such a resounding success, according to a very self-congratulatory tweet by Tony. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Talent scouts for podcasts have been reaching out to him. Yeah, my phone is ringing off the hook. Off the hook. Um, and, and now we're in episode two, which will also be off the hook. (laughs) I think it's going to be off the hook and the chain. Uh, and as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, Daniel, who normally does the intros has been trying to weasel out of it for seven or eight years now. So long. 
Tony made the mistake of offering to do them on the Tony's Picks episodes. And I said, that's an amazing idea because then I don't have to hear Daniel bitch about it. And also it would make these episodes distinctive. Tony, I feel like you have really come into your own. The, the, mm-hmm. the one last week was amazing. The one this week was like amazing times 10. So you did wow. such a good job. That was so Way good. Better. Way you. better than I do. I mean, why, why true, go back? I mean, it's Why not a competition, that? but I appreciate you saying that I'm winning <laughs> by a landslide. Yeah, you that are. intro was off the hook and chain. <laughs> we're, we're getting all the young audience with these hip terms today. <laughs> we really are. On uh, my other show, Upworthy, my, one of my other shows, Upworthy Weekly, I made a reference to Candid Camera. Do Ooh. you even know that show, Tony? Oh, yeah. I know Alan Funt. Alan Funt. That was the <laughs> reference I made. Ca- uh, yeah. Candid Camera and Alan Funt. And uh, someone specifically called out that reference in an Apple Podcasts uh, review. They- I have a feeling one of our guests today probably uh, <laughs> is is uh, very knowledgeable in Alan Funt lore as well. I am excited. I'm excited to get to know our guests. These are a couple people that you, Tony, felt deserved the mantle of Tony's picks. I don't even know if I'm using mantle correctly. Tony's picks. These are a couple people that you feel are very special and very wonderful. Now, just to back up again, uh, and I mentioned this last week, Tony oftentimes will recommend, he'll gently recommend guests to me. He'll be like, hey, um, you know, I... And you always do it in a very Tony way, which is like, um, Super I don't cool. know if you if you are looking for people to book on your show, but if you are, so-and-so might be a good idea. I don't know. <laughs> Daniel always follows, I don't know, with, <laughs> right, Daniel? Yeah, but Tony doesn't. No, he doesn't. But you do, Daniel. But Tony has his own version cool? of it. I just, well. but I hear it because I, I, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, and, and you very gently, gently soft pitch guess. Well, it's not uh, my show, you know? I'm just throwing ideas at you. It, right now it is, though. That's right. So anyway, I'm very excited to get to know these guests better. Now, Brandy Posey, I have met you before because I was a guest on mm-hmm. Lady to Lady. Yeah. Um, very nice to see you again. You too. And then... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, Brandy, I very recently, like within the last 18 minutes, discovered that not only... Are you a comedy goddess? But you do bookkeeping, and you're very organized. Yeah, I'm, these, I'm none of these things are true. <laughs> these things are all true. Um, just a one-stop shop over here. I like both both hemispheres in the brain are yeah. firing at about seventy percent all times. I mean, you have a tweet about liquid paper, or maybe you refer to it as whiteout. Oh, it's yeah, street yeah. name. And I just want to say, I recently purchased some of that whiteout tape mm-hmm. and i've made the switch oh well to be fair this is a little behind the tweet for you Ooh. so i i only have whiteout tape but i felt like for the emotional the emotional um weight of the tweet that i was going for i switched it to liquid whiteout because i felt like yes. tape wouldn't hit as hard i love that yeah, so a, a I slight love- lie, but a lie in the name of emotional honesty, I think. Emily Dickinson said, tell all the truth, but tell it slant. And I think you're right. I think in order for that tweet to have the effect that you mm-hmm. wanted, yeah, you had to, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that correction tape, that's where it's at. Yeah. I feel such satisfaction just 
blocking out things on my to-do list with it. Don't you wish you could do that with more things in life? Like I wish there was like a whiteout tape for uh, just photos? events, photos, events, memories, uh, you know, family members. It would be great. <laughs> yes. And RJ City. Yes. Um, Hello. Nice to meet you. I, I watched so many episodes of your show today. I'm such a fan. I might be a stan. But you don't have to be a stan. It's okay. You can no, just I think be I a am. normal fan. I feel like give it a couple days and you'll downgrade and it'll okay. be fine. But well, if when you hear me say that I'm a stan, to you, does that indicate stalker or does that indicate just someone who's like all about thinking you're wonderful? It indicates Laurel to me. And then I realize I'm not oh. on the same page with anyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Candid Camera is about as far back as I go. Yeah. Candid Camera is very hip. When you guys said Candid Camera in my head, I went, which version? Because <laughs> there's been so many. There was Dom DeLuise was involved for a while, I believe. Suzanne Summers. Oh wow! Yeah, they, to me was, it's just Alan Funt, and then I think I tapped at one out. Point doing it too, Peter. I think yeah. was his name. It was a Peter real Funt? dynasty. Or, oh, Peter DeLuise. <laughs> no, Peter Funt. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Because isn't there also a Peter DeLuise? I don't know. There's I think he was DeLuises. on Twenty One Jump Street. There's two DeLuises. Dom and Peter. No, no. Uh, Additionally to Dom, Dom is the base Deloise, oh. and it sprung off two Deloises. Who's the other one then? There, two- he does. He does have a child named Peter, and there's a Michael and a David also as his children. Now, Tony, will you find out? And if you are able to find it out, this is a fun fact: Was Peter Deloise on Twenty One Jump Street? Yes, he was. Yes, wow. he was. That's a fun fact. Thank you. you RJ, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. And I hope you take this as the compliment it's intended. All right. Were you a fan of Primetime with Jiminy Glick? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. Absolutely. How could I not be? Okay. Because there was a way that you asked a question of the guy who whose performing name was Kevin Payne. Yes. Keith, Keith Lee? Is that Keith his name? Lee's former wrestling name was Kevin Payne. Okay. Yeah. There was a way you asked a question. It was like, you used to be on, or you used to play, like whatever team he was on, but like the way you enunciated it, I was like, that was a very Jiminy Glick enunciation. Yes. I, I am in love with it. And I enjoy tracing the roots of Jiminy Glick because he was an odd character on his daytime talk show. When yes. Rosie O'Donnell left, just like when Oprah left, just like because Ellen's leaving now, a bunch of celebrities will try to fill the void. And it's mm-hmm. like the best time ever. Like Tony Danza had a daytime talk show. Like what, <laughs> what was going on then? So Martin Short had one. And I talked to his producer. Oh, wow. Yes. Cool. And I just grilled him about how it all could. Because Martin Short shouldn't have a daytime talk show. He's not, you know, no, no, no. It doesn't, the demographic, he doesn't meet it. So. Wait, so what did you find out from his producer? Wait, hang on. We got to hear. It's crazy how frequently this particular kind of long jingle is getting played on the uh, Tony's Picks songs. But Tony, we're about to do some TV talk. You know what that means. TV time. 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 TV time.
Okay, I want to hear what you found out from his producer. Let me just real fast for anyone who is like, wait, I feel like I just woke up from a nap and I don't know what's going on. I think we everyone knows Brandy Posey, comedian, mm-hmm. podcaster, organized bookkeeper, friend of Tony's, uh, and RJ City, professional wrestler, comedian, actor, hosts a very popular show, and I'm blanking on the name, but I know that it has EW in it, but it doesn't stand for Entertainment Weekly. It stands for AEW. Yes, show, and a, a greeting that rhymes with the word A would be... Hey... Hey, EW. Oh, there you go. That's Figuring right. So it's yes. Hey, EW with RJ City? Yeah. RJ City really, is Hey, EW? Sure. I didn't really focus group the name, and I'm, I'm you know, a lot of people read it as Hey, ooh, and I'm dealing with that right now. <laughs> so it's a very popular YouTube series, and today you were interviewing a dentist, and I was watching, and I was thinking... And I just went to the dentist just last week, and I was thinking, how random. He's interviewing a dentist. Why? And then a little later, I realized, oh, duh, she's a wrestler. And I texted Tony to tell him about my my dumb uh, reaction to this. And he informed me, Tony being quite a wrestling fan, actually, she is a real dentist. Yes. there's. I grilled her with some legitimate dental yeah. questions. I, I mean, she knew so much that I was thinking, wow, she really takes her job as a wrestler who's pretending to be a dentist seriously. But yeah. and now it makes sense how she knows so much about flossing and everything else. Yeah. But her special not, degree. Not that good of an actress. More of a better <laughs> dentist. <laughs> right. Does she but use any of the tools in her wrestling? She puts on a glove. Okay. And her finishing move is she'll trap the person in the submission and then she'll put her hand in their mouth and pull on their jaw. Oh, God. Yeah. It's <laughs> called the lock jaw, which is so, you know, delightfully. And rest, the best part about wrestling is that it can be so blunt. She accused you of looking like someone who drinks Mountain Dew, which I, I didn't <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> wow. I was well, so insulted. Because. Well, which Mountain Dew? Which Mountain Dew are we talking about? Because I contend that a Baja Blast is a delicious beverage. It's a little classier than the plain. Sure, yes. but I think any of the Mountain Dew family, to drink it with any kind of regularity <laughs> is an, an, an insult. I mean, I've had them. I've sipped a Code Red in my day. But to be, oh, I'm a drinker of Mountain Dew? Wait, what... A, fl- what flavor is Baja Blast? I'm not, by the way, I'm not some fancy water drinker. I think I've made it clear episode in, episode out. I hate water and I pretty much just want to drink flavored diet, clear sodas that I feel appear healthy in the bottle, but are actually terrible for your teeth. Um, but I'm not a Mountain Dew drinker. What flavor is Baja Blast? Uh, the Baja is only available at, at, at a Taco Bell. Oh. Um, and it is the light blue of the Caribbean Ocean. That is, By the way, Baja Blast is also what you get when you eat Taco Bell. Exactly. Multiple layers, just like, like a crunch. Revenge. Hey. <laughs> this is the worst TV talk. We played the jingle and then... <laughs> I like to... Uh, much like I read in an article about your wrestling philosophy, I like to think, what do they want and how can I not give it to them? Yeah, but that's the philosophy if you want to be booed. 
Oh, oh yeah. No, I don't want to be a podcasting heel. So anyway, what did uh, what did uh, Martin Short's producer tell you? According to my research, the producer didn't give me too too much information. But what I've pieced together, Martin Short wanted to do sketches and songs, and once he started interviewing people, I'm sure he realized he didn't really want to be interviewing people like in the straight way. So the show slowly devolved into a sketch show, and the sketch segments kept getting longer and longer. And then he found out he was being canceled, and then it totally devolved. I think Glick ended up taking over the show, and then Martin Short, the final episode, like, the whole cast turns into homeless people, and he becomes an alcoholic, and it's just one giant skek show. And I'm thinking of the, these poor w- women who were so used to Rosie and the Koosh Balls and John <laughs> McDee and the McDLT going, I didn't, I didn't, you know, pay to watch this surrealist sketch show. And it's all, it's all on YouTube. And it's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Oh, that makes me love it even more. I, <laughs> I had How forgotten. long did it go on for? Uh, a couple seasons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to write home about. But I mean, he was doing sketches like Curb Your Capitalism. Larry David was playing the guy who owned Enron. Like, it was not not daytime fair. What (laughs) else can I say? Have you seen any clips of uh, the Drew Barrymore talk show? Oof, I have. At the beginning, I saw a few. Fascinating to watch somebody not know how to deliver a joke whatsoever. (laughs) Like the exact opposite of the inflection of a punchline. Um, just really, really impressive. Wait, does she do a monologue? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I've only oh, seen yeah. like parts of interviews. No, Ugh. there's monologues. And it's like she's reading the she's like reading mm-hmm. the uh, teleprompter. But every inflection is in the wrong place. And it's like, fa- like fascinating to watch to be like, I don't know if you've ever watched a talk show. So I don't think you even know the thing that you are supposed to be doing right now (laughs) very early there was one do you remember there was a joke where she had to hiss like a snake and i just remember her just kind of going like and it was very uncomfortable but the funny thing is she's so likable like i think she's actually a she's a she's a very good choice um you know like a tony danza a very good i'm just kidding no she's a very good choice as i think a daytime host but i agree with you Mm -hmm. about the delivery of those particular jokes that was at least yeah. I haven't seen it lately, but yeah, it's like it makes sense on paper because yeah, she is so likable when you've seen right. her interviewed, and you're like, oh, of course she's affable. This would be fun, and then to see her read prompter, it was like, wait, but all the things that we love about you have have gone out the window. What's mm-hmm. happened right now? <laughs> yes, um, I so reading prompter is a very uh, special, unique skill. Mm-hmm. I think I have done it a handful of times. The first I've heard time it's I hard. Yeah, the very first time I did it, um, it was clear that I, even though I had practiced a little bit, it was clear that I was reading. Um, and then I think I sort of got the 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 hang of it after that. But I don't know how I would be now because it's been like a while. Have you guys all done it? Mm-hmm. How are times. how do you feel like you are at it? I I feel like I could get the hang of it with a few more times. It's just the first time it is just wild. And you also have to have somebody that really is good at at doing the prompter, too, mm-hmm. and can understand the pace and they're reading along and they're not going too fast or anything. Right. So there's – so there's – is this relatable? There's someone who's, like, uh, making the words advance in the screen mm-hmm. as you're reading along. So they can uh, – 
they have to be in like in lockstep with you. Yeah. Or else you will lose your place. Yeah. yeah. RJ, do you use teleprompter? I have on a couple of occasions. And yes, you have to get into this. You have to develop a, a chemistry with mm-hmm. the teleprompter person. They have to know. And they also have to be. Some people don't like being too far ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, but other people do. Like if I just if I know what it is, if it's a joke or something and I've written it, then I just need to see the first couple words mm-hmm. and I will be OK. So it's it's a way more complicated a job than it seems. Yes. Tony, you would probably be really good at operating a teleprompter because you'd be in the pocket because you're a drummer. <laughs> All right. I Thanks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Daniel, I lavished praise on Tony last week for the Tony's Cuts promo that he edited. And I said yep. that your theory about why he edited it so well is because he's a drummer. Yeah, I think that Tony, like, editing is so much about rhythm and especially comedy, you know. And so it's like, I, it wasn't a surprise to me that, uh, Tony did such a good job on that because I'm like, yeah, he's a drummer. He he like has an inherent sense of of that stuff. He, of course, he'd be a good editor. Thank you. By the way, who was that speaking? He hasn't been introduced. Oh my god! I was just you know what? I was sitting here and I was thinking, no did I really even did I even introduce Tony yet? And but does he really need a specific special introduction on a Tony's Pick show? This is my husband, Daniel Quantz. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi. How's it going? Right. He's joining oh. us live from the house. I'm in the mm-hmm. studio. How's it going? It's great in here. Uh, it's a little warm. It is toasty in that room. Yeah, We're, it, our office is in a part of the house that gets a lot of direct sunlight, yeah. and our AC does not compensate. And so, or rather, our whole, the whole, like, what do you call it? the HVAC. So it's either too cold in the winter, too hot. It's mm. just Any updates has has Owen's diaper seen any action? I've I've locked the door or no, okay. I had locked the door, but I'm keeping them out. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the house. We've got a 3-year-old who's not pooping right now. He's on poop strike. Oh. Yeah. Poop strike, yeah. so he's not constipated, he's just willing himself to I not. I think so. Poop. Both. I think he okay. refuses to do it. I think it's mm. both. As a power move over you I think that is that I mean that's the theory that it's a control thing it It might be a little bit I think he just um, just what doesn't want to poop he just doesn't want to I mean I respect that (laughs) (laughs) who wants to poop yeah I think he'd had a a, maybe he'd had a painful one at some point Mm. so there's a bit of uh, haven't we like an expectation of pain and he doesn't want to do it yet he doesn't have the maturity to learn yet that he's only making it worse Exactly. Or, yeah. Or that pain is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like yesterday, I well, I learned one time when this has happened before that if I just keep him on his feet, because he'll do this thing where he lies down, and then it's just like, man, this kid can go weeks. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's just like that's we the were move at, we were to lay his, down to hold it in. Yeah, for him, that's the trick. Interesting. Mm. Anyone out there who's looking to hold in, hold it in for a long period of time. <laughs> On his um, back, I'm assuming, right? Because I feel like if you laid on your stomach, that might... You would be squishing you know, it almost. Yeah. He... Yeah. Definitely the back is the pre- preferred. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Sometimes on his side, he, dema- mm-hmm. he demanded a <laughs> daddy's iPad 
on his side because he wanted to watch a show while laying on the carpet. This kid. So so yesterday I had him outside and just I was running him around because I learned if you do that and there's no place to sit, you know, and so we're yeah. running around. He's having a good time until he starts to, you know, uh oh, and he wants to go inside so where he can lay down. And I wasn't letting him. And so he's like uh, very loudly. He's going poopy. <laughs> and of course I'm thinking that the neighbors are sitting there going, Oh my god. <laughs> They're not torturing this child. That's how I felt. Eventually I, well, I came outside I, because I'm like, I can't let this is I feel I too bad for him. Story. You're always jumping. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my fucking story. Go ahead. It's my Do show. I- and Tony, it's Tony's like surrogate hosting. I mean he's not. He's booking. No offense, Tony. But go ahead. Well, well, everyone knows how it ends now. <laughs> uh, I was like going to push through. This, it's hard to hear this. The neighbors might judge me as a parent, but it's going to be worth it because this kid's going to poop. And yeah. uh, Allison, of course, was, <laughs> as she mentioned earlier, came out and rescued the child because she can't stand to hear her child in pain. So now... Here we are. Next day, no poop. Yeah, that's true. And I, we've ex- uh, whatever. It's, it's not like the situation is solved because he still does need to go. But mostly, I was afraid of. I was worried about what the neighbors are going to think. How long has uh, it been? It's been about a week. It's only it? been six days this time. Only. Well, he went 17 days one time. What? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Was I was poop. thinking like two, two it's two days. <laughs> I was, yeah, two days max. This is, we're looking at almost a week. Yeah. Apparently kids do wow. this. What? It's such a pain in the ass, what, literally. What publications are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, I, we'll talk to the pediatrician and she's just like, yeah, it'll, it'll happen eventually. Yeah. Like, and you know, Honestly, it does. Like you don't know anybody, right? Who's just died from pooped, not pooping? Hasn't pooped since they were three, right? I, I mean, I haven't. <laughs> I, I have It comes out. I haven't checked in with the three-year-olds in my life to know to know about their bowel movements. But after this, I, I have questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, I don't mean yeah. to delve into your parenting parenting too deeply, but mm-hmm. are you making sure the child is well hydrated? Yes. Yeah. I mean. Are you Definitely. sure? Is the urine clear? I feel like the urine being clear is the ultimate sign of the hydration. Yeah, I mean, it's a diaper, so we're not... He's still in diapers, so we're not... Okay. It's hard to see exactly, but he is... Uh, there is that the adequate number of diapers and things like that. He he's, could... I think he should be drinking more, but it's mm-hmm. not like he's... There's not signs of dehydration. Is there an amount of coffee we could put in a bottle <laughs> to, to help the The funny thing is he does like coffee. Oh, okay. He does like he likes he does like coffee. I try to I like he would drink my coffee. I don't want him to have too much because I feel like well, he actually have caffeine. But he he uh, he saw me drinking coffee once, and he came over and wanting it. He thought it was gross. He likes coffee the way Allison makes coffee. Not <laughs> it's not like I he's drink coffee go, for a three year old. <laughs> her coffee is <laughs> insanely sweet. Like. Mm-hmm. She puts this sweetener in it that is some sort of hyper concentrated sweetener. It's sucralose. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's the sweetness equivalent of like 
16 packs of sugar. <laughs> it is insane. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what he likes. He likes the. I think he likes the sweet. Okay. Makes sense. Moving on. <laughs> so I went to a baby shower yesterday for, for Jackie Johnson, the woman behind the fun fact drop and other drops. Uh, she's radiant. She's going to have her baby in June. It was very fun. Tony was for a moment going to go with me. Uh, but then he couldn't go because he had a lot of work. Deserted mm-hmm. me. And I was forced to go alone. Um, I thought Daniel was going with you. We we did not have a babysitter, so Daniel stayed behind to watch the kids. It was I, I'm I'm joking. I didn't I did not feel deserted. Um, but anyway, I went, and they had, uh, they had all they had pulled out all the stops. There was like an ice cream bar. There was um you know it was catered, and they had and I'd never seen this at a party before. They had a haiku station, where there were two people sitting behind old-fashioned typewriters, and people were walking around with little cards. Again, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm holding up the card. People at the video level can see it. Uh, where they had personal... People want to see an ind- index card, Tony. <laughs> Maybe they've never seen one. Now, in Brandy's line of work, and I don't mean comedy, I mean book... Well, also comedy. Yes. But comedy and bookkeeping, there's probably a lot of note cards used. So she oh, knows. honey, yes. I got a drawer next to me full of a multicolors. That's right. Different sizes. Some Actually, line, some of them don't. Oh, my God. You got ruled and unruled. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an anarchist. Wow. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then for Hey, Hey, Ooh, yes. RJ's show, he might use note cards, too. I don't. I don't oh, like really? them. I use the full paper. I feel like they're too... I feel like I'll have to peer at them too much. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you use a full piece of paper. We're yeah. talking white, blue? White, printed at the hotel Ooh. the morning of. Yes. Fan- oh, you, so have- you go down to like a computer lab? Or not yes, a computer I, lab, I but... I pray that the hotel in whatever city center? we're in... Yeah, is familiar with how to print. Most of the time, they're not. It's not a thing that people really ask for anymore. Right, that sounds so stressful. Yeah, but it's a fun game. You ask them to print it for you, or I don't know why I'm choosing to really (laughs) drill down on this one, but you ask them to print for you? Okay. Call the front desk, and there's usually an email you send it to, and you have to send it and then make sure that they print it correctly. Usually Mm -hmm. they don't. It's often out of ink, because they haven't printed anything in eight years. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine sometimes it's probably clearly printed on an inkjet. Oh, yeah. Like, I hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. It looks um, like a grade school library type of print. Yes. Yeah. I, pref- I prefer, right, where you have to peel off, mm-hmm. bend, and oh. then peel off the edges. Um, well, listen, RJ, I prefer that you're emailing it to them and they're printing it out as opposed to you having to go to like a business center in the hotel. Right. That feels in these times. So, anyway, okay. So, Daniel, do you have any fascinating note card stories? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can pass. No, I mean, but I would think that you'd have a real like advantage in comedy to get free note cards. So you know, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they're great. They, they, I, we, uh, Lady to Lady, my podcast used to be a live talk show, and we would all have um, note cards for the run of show on them, like six mm-hmm. or seven one of them. And um, I did not realize until we had done one how. Uh, useful they actually were in like a live show environment because like just looking at a prompt or something was not enough time but having like your you know your outline right in front of you to be able to watch time and everything 
I was like, oh, I understand why talk show hosts have a pile of note cards. This just, it, it made it make sense in a way that I'd never really paid attention to before. There you go. Glad we can all come together to celebrate the note card. Mm-hmm. So at the shower, people are walking around with the lauded note card with their own personal haiku on it. And I found myself intimidated by this whole haiku situation. Um, and I had gone to the party alone. Again, not holding it against Tony or anything. Mm-hmm. But there was another Tony there. Tony, do you know the other Tony? Tony Rodriguez? He's no, an actor. He, and he's a voice Tony. on The Simpsons. And I had met him at Jackie's party. A birthday party. But anyway, okay. so he and I kind of teamed up to tackle the haiku situation together. It was like, have you gotten a haiku? What's going on with the haiku station? Were there, were there prompts for these? Or were you just like, you're just supposed to write a haiku? No, they write it for you. Oh, yes. Sorry. There's Maybe two I people that are There's writing two, haikus yes. There's for everybody pe- at the party? Yes. we. I didn't know much about it. Sorry, I should have made that. I should have made that more clear. I didn't know much about it. All I knew was... What I'd heard is like you have a conversation with them and then they write you a personalized haiku. It still weirdly felt like pressure. I don't know why. I think because I haven't had a lot of conversations with people. I mean, I've had a lot of Zoom conversations, but just like being out among people again, I feel like I'm talking too loudly all the time, which maybe I am. It's just weird being among people. And then I don't don't know. So anyway, it's almost like, it's like submitting myself to close-up one-on-one magic it was yes. the concern. But this so anyway. It's like a caricature artist for your soul. Yes. yes. Like. Randy, Which I feel like it. the reason that this haiku even exists is because the caricature thing has become deeply insulting to people. Because yes. if you have like, if your teeth are a little big, you're going to have gigantic teeth in this drawing no matter what. And you have to stare at it and show everyone. It's no yeah. good. It's a dying industry. Yes. Oh, the woke police have taken down caricatures now. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, so other Tony and I had this conversation, like kind of dared, dared each other into like, let's, you know, is there anyone at the haiku table? No. Okay, let's, let's just go. So we get to the table and they say, are you guys comfortable, you know, having your haikus individually or did you want to do it as a couple? And then we explain we're not a couple. We just came here, you know, giving each other moral support. We separate, and the way they explain it, you you give them a topic, and then you have a little conversation. Then they write you a haiku. So we're I'm about to give my haiku stress a word when I hear Jackie say like, you know, honey, come inside. We're going to cut the cake. Um, and so they're like rounding up people to come inside because they're going to cut the cake. And I'm like, oh, I I don't want to miss this. So. I so she's the the haiku woman says to me, um, how about you just give me a topic and then I'll write it for you while you're gone. I'm like, well, I have not had my conversation. You don't even know me. And I say, um, okay, how about confidence? <laughs> I say nervously. And then um, I say, okay, real fast. I have two kids and I host a podcast. And then I shuffle off. And I come back. And here's my haiku. Now, I don't want to seem ungrateful. <laughs> Good I start. think this is a, I think it's a fun idea. But yeah. And let me say, other Tony's haiku was amazing. 
evident. I only saw it quickly, but I, I heard other people ooing and awing over it. He had somehow managed to like have more of a conversation. His topic was journeys or journey. It involved like vistas and plateaus and I don't know. Okay, here's mine. Again, confidence, two kids, a podcast. Recorded voice strong, schedule busy, heart full. You know you got this. It's like basically a fortune cookie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, she covered the bases. I know, but I just felt like I don't feel <laughs> that this haiku captured me. And then I thought, how high are my standards for a haiku that is free at a party that's supposed <laughs> to be a fun novelty thing? And am you I said really two sentences to her? Well, that's the thing is I feel I was robbed of my chance to really have my pre-haiku, you know. You asked her for a confidence booster, essentially. But I don't feel I got got it. I don't feel I got it. She's trying to do. But do you accept any responsibility for how mediocre that came out? Well, unfortunately, I feel what if that. Okay, so then I was having a conversation with this guy at the end who wanted to see my haiku. And he was like. This is chuggy. And I thought, I didn't know people were still using this term. He was very, he was like a total hipster, by the way. Mm. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, he was very, he felt, he seemed very cool to me. Uh, and he said that this is, he's like, come on, this is like a Chrysler Pacifica ad. And I said, yes, it is. And so then what I was left with is what vibe and I am answering your question in a roundabout way, RJ. What vibe am I giving off that I received this haiku in return? But then I thought, I think I am looking a little too deeply into this. So I guess, no, I don't take any responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, the only respons- the, the responsibility I'll take is I did not make uh, time to have the conversation ahead of time. So she didn't get to know me. Well, you mean what you mean to say is schedule busy. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did. I trusted that she got this, but she didn't get this. But Maybe she's she- a listener now. And she'll have a better one for you Maybe. after she's listened a little bit. Well, that brings me to my second question. I came back to get my chuggy mediocre haiku if you're listening though it is my fault um and you know what it's fine it's great i don't know what i was expecting um and uh she said oh what podcast do you host and i i said oh actually i host three and then i gave the names and i saw her like if someone can both be interested and glaze over at the same time that's what i saw happening Mm. And she's like, oh, well, check those out. And then the the super hip, cool guy also, when he heard that I had a podcast, he's like, oh, that's so cool. What's your podcast? And then the same thing happened where I gave him the name. She's like, cool. And I was like, there's no way either of them are remembering Allison Rosen is your new best friend, Upworthy Weekly, and Childish. So I thought for the two times a year that I actually go to a social event and this question comes up, should I print <laughs> – and I'm at this is a sincere 
ridiculous question. I'm going to stop you right now and say no. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Going to yes, ask? I do. <laughs> okay, let's let's hear let's hear you finish my question. Uh, should I print up business cards <laughs> that have the names of the podcasts on them? Yes. <laughs> what? But yes, that was that was what I was gonna. That was what I was wondering. <laughs> but it wouldn't be like some lame business card that your dad had. This would be like a cool business card that just has the names of the podcast. No, there's no way. Well, there's no way to make this no, acceptable. This is why that's no good. Is because your name is in one of the titles mm-hmm. it's gonna yes. be a mess it's gonna be a total mess <laughs> can i say that i figured something out as yes. we've been talking yes <clears throat> uh allison rosen mm-hmm. is your new best friend is on patreon.com that is a haiku so if you put oh. that on a business card there you go maybe that's maybe that's your answer that's good yeah. tony is that acceptable no. But then wait, why am I why am I handing out that haiku though? I don't I don't know. I was, just, I was, I was proud that I figured that out and I wanted to shoehorn it in. That's maybe I, you I know could that's do good. Baby I was showers. like, ooh, wow, look at this. That's maybe, my work. That's my work could, to figure out why I'm handing it out. Yeah. You maybe can't you could do baby showers writing haikus for people, but that's the only haiku you ever <laughs> yeah. hand out. That, that's the move. I, I like yeah. that idea. Because yeah. I think the thing is if people really want to remember it, they can make a note in their phone. Here's the thing. Otherwise, you're just spending money yeah. on making cards and then if they throw it away or lose it. If they really were going to listen to it, they would remember it as you said it. If you gave them a business card, they're not going to listen to it any more than they would if you just told it to them. They're not going to listen to your show. Perhaps less. Yeah, maybe less. <laughs> that thing's going to the trash so fast. <laughs> like, you know. I maybe put it on everybody's windshield. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not throwing a rave. <laughs> I, I don't be, know what were you saying, Brandy. I was gonna say I think there should be a Shazam for podcasts. That yes. way they could just put it up to you talking and <laughs> find your voice, and they're like, "Oh, well, there it is." That I think is that would save a lot of problems. That I is like such it. a good idea. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> they're I not, just they're what, not though? asking because they want to know what your podcast is. They want to know listen. if they've heard of me. They want to know if they've heard of it. Well, should I just say it's called Joe Rogan? No. Should I say it's called The Daily? What do no. you uh, No. <laughs> should I say, well, or some, uh, um, what's another one? Uh, what's that? Crime Junkies. But honey, sometimes people do recognize your show. Well, you, I don't you have say to. your show. Yeah, I know. But these people didn't. So I just feel like. I could just be like, sometimes this comes up. These are my shows. Yeah. This is me handing them a business card. Mm-hmm. But I, I th- <laughs> what exactly were you looking for from them after you shared this information? Were you looking to gain a new listener? Was that what you were hoping for? <laughs> because I feel like they gave you the requisite polite enthusiasm. Of the, oh, cool. I mean, they didn't brush you off. They didn't say, like I would say, yeah, everybody hosts a podcast, which is a horrible thing to say. Well, right? they're, they're the ones asking me. They're, they're at, I didn't offer that I, oh, no, I guess I did. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was, you know, in the course of doing haiku business, I wasn't trying to talk about my podcast. I guess here's what it is. When the uh, and thank you for asking this important question because it's making me realize something. When they asked me what podcast you host, I I'm the one who glazes over actually because I'm like, oh, here we go. And then I, in this sort of like, there's no way you're going to remember these names, kind of just like in a very flat line way, just say the three titles because I feel like they're long and I already feel like they're not going to remember them. And I I don't look at it as an opportunity to tell you about three things I care about and maybe you'll go listen. I'm just like, it's very perfunctory for me. So if if instead I could just hand them a card <laughs> that they don't want... And then it would just be it would just be more expedient or something. And then actually, if they care, maybe they would listen or something. Question. I need to talk. Yes. What about a QR code tattoo? I love that idea, but I don't know if they would all want to get that. Oh, I was saying for you. So you could <laughs> hold your wrist up or something and then make them scan your wrist. <laughs> and it would take you to a link tree of some kind. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I would... I have a QR code shirt. Oh. What's on it? Uh, somebody designed it for me. It has my little logo in the middle, but then around it is a QR code. And I believe it takes you to my Twitter. Because I was trying to figure out something I'll have that I'll kind of always have-ish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Twitter was the one. This is an option. That's so yeah. cool. Would you consider getting it tattooed on you, on yourself? I would absolutely not get it tattooed on myself. Do you Here's have a move. Yeah. Here's the move. Someone asks you what podcast you host and you say, give me your hand. And then you put a stamp on the back of their hand like they're going to an amusement park. And it just says, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I like that. Okay. We could do temporary tattoos of the QR code and then you could lick them and then slap it on their hands. So then they have it and then they can just scan it at their leisure. I mean, I feel like I love all these ideas, guys. I love you guys are an idea factory. Thank you. You haven't heard mine yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I just... I. I, I, I want to hear it in a second. I just want to just gently pause it. All of this seems more intrusive for the person that I'm talking to than just giving them a business card that they can throw out. Yes, Tony, what is your idea? You go to a party with a bunch of iPhones that are already subscribed <laughs> to your podcasts and you just oh, hand no. those out. Oh, my God. Now, that is cost effective. I mean, it's a loss leader, yes, but wow. It's a write-off. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking, speaking as Brandy a knows. podcast bookkeeper, it is a write-off. <laughs> I, my podcast would be like that U2 album that exactly. Daniel liked. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I, I never listened to it again, but I thought it was, uh, it, people were a little bit more critical than it deserved. I thought you were all about it. No, I think it, I think it was a little bit underappreciated because people didn't re- didn't like the fact that they were forced to have it. Uh, yeah, and mo- you know they probably weren't U two fans or anything, but like as far as modern U two albums go, I thought it was, yeah, it was all right. It was, it was good. Have they released any new albums since that one, or was that the one that like uh, they've just that was the last one? Because I can't remember. Like I think no. <laughs> I think if they did, they probably did it in such a passive way because of yeah. the previous backlash that we would have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. too sad to make music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys, talking about um, 
my new business card venture has made me hungry. Uh, we all know that we are what we eat, but we can, it can be tough to make time for shopping, meal planning, prepping, and cooking. So why not get straight to the good part with great meals that require no prep whatsoever? Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals and snacks right to your door. It's ready-to-eat food designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. Um, Splendid Spoon saved our buns when we came back from our vacation because we had a refrigerator full of delicious food, delicious smoothies, little uh, delicious energy shots. Um, the stuff is so good, uh, plant-based. You feel good about yourself. You feel good about eating it. Uh, you only have to lift a finger to press start on the microwave. So Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule. There's a meal plan for everyone. Uh, and every meal plan is customizable. So you get what you want every time. Uh, the the plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, and noodle bowls for you to discover. Uh, I really liked the vegan meatballs and the marinara noodles. Um, also, the cauliflower tikka soup was delicious. Try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to splendidspoon.com slash Allison for $50 off your first box. When you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or the breakfast, lunch, dinner, and reset plan, that's splendidspoon.com slash Allison for $50 off. Also, if you listen to the beginning of the episode, I feel like I sort of mispronounced a number of words, only very slightly. Like maybe I got 98% of the words, letters correct, and it just sounded a little smushed. It's possibly because I've had so much caffeine today, and I'm clearly under stress. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too late, sleeping too much, undereating and overeating, ruminating about a haiku you received that you feel doesn't exactly fit you to a T. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and hustle all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and ARIYMBF listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash bestfriend. You guys uh, have heard me for a while talk about how much I feel that therapy helps me. Um, I'm a huge fan of therapy. Therapy, uh, I, and I recommend it to everyone who is open to it. Um, so uh, check out BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash best friend. Again, that's BetterHelp dot com slash best friend. Okay. 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 <laughs> I would like to hear some fun facts from our guests who I understand have some fun facts. Let's hear a fun fact from RJ. Uh, this is one I belabor, and I, I it's a grievance I have that needs to be rectified, and it's why I continue to share it. Courtney Cox owes me a cappuccino. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Why? Wow. Well, I had wrestled and teamed with her ex-husband, David Arquette, mm-hmm. and there was an incident where his back hurt because he was put through a table in one of our matches. And he needed to go get an adjustment. And I think the person who does it is her neighbor or lives close to her. So they went to her house and I came with them. And 
Anyway, we were there. We're all hanging out. David's getting adjusted. And she said, do you want a cappuccino? I make a great one. And normally I say no. But if you say I make a great one, you know, uh, what am I going to say? So halfway through it, she went, oh, no. Oh, no. I've ruined this. I've messed it up. Oh no! And then I tasted it, and it was it was one of the worst things I've ever had. And she said, "I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And it's why would you go out of your way to say I make a great one? Right. And it turns out you make a bad one. How but did she, she screw it up? Yeah, she does not know something. Something with the oh, so months later, because I would not stop harping on this. <laughs> Months later, she said, it's the machine. It was the machine's fault. It's, it was broken. We didn't realize it. We've got a new machine. And I want you to come over and try the new machine, and I'll make you a better one. So now I have this outstanding offer to have a cappuccino, which I don't even like, good or bad. I'm not even that crazy about them. That is outstanding. Um, now, how did she know that it wasn't good, though? Because presumably she hadn't tasted the one she was about to give you. I think there's a certain amount of of fluff and body to a cappuccino. Oh, yeah. So it's a milk situation. Yes. I feel like if I hadn't known, I wouldn't have been able to pick out that that was indeed a cappuccino. Mm -hmm. What would you have thought it was? Just brown water, basically. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Not her strongest. Not her strongest role. Wow. Yeah. um, A lot of people would like to... uh, Drink her brown water. <laughs> what? Gross. <laughs> what? I think that was a fun fact. Yeah, I like that one. That's a fun fact. I can recall a fun fact about Courtney Cox because she's a pair or was friends with Jane Pratt, um, editor, well, from, from Sassy Magazine, but also editor of Jane Magazine. And for some reason, this always, I always think about this. Apparently, Courtney. Cox told Jane Pratt that if you need to fill in your eyebrows and you don't have an eyebrow pencil, just use a number two pencil. That color like works on anyone. I can do you one better. There's a wrestler secret. Yes. Where if you have a little (gasps) gray in your beard and you're traveling on the road and you don't have hair dye, I've known wrestlers who use permanent marker. Really? Uh, their beard. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's why wrestlers look so natural. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need yeah. all the wrestler secrets. I uh I know that uh when when Elvis died, his uh cuz his roots kept growing out and his he was uh bone white and he, well, he died but he was buried with black hair. Uh they did not have any of his dye but they used a mascara wand to touch oh. up his roots in his coffin. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. That's a fun fact. I mean, I know that was an unplanned one, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Elvis would have been gorgeous. Oh, I mean, imagine he would have been dignified. Like it would have come in in on the chops on yeah. the side. Ugh. We were I've robbed. never heard that before. Mhm. Not me neither. Um Brandy fun fact. Okay, uh I have not missed the opening day of a Jim Carrey movie since <laughs> Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls. Wow. That's a, a tradition that I have kept for myself. I was a massive Jim Carrey fan as a child and um you know, I still love him now as my childhood hero, but like I don't pay attention anywhere near as much now, but it is a tradition that I keep which means that I was just um doing shows in Alaska uh 2 weeks ago. Uh, but I did have to take time out from looking at beautiful mountains to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2 
on a Friday before my shows wow. because tradition is tradition. <laughs> How was it? Um, it was better than it needed to be. <laughs> if that makes sense. The first one is like legitimately like also better than it needed to be. Jim Carrey, I think, is the best part of both of them by far because he should play a cartoon villain, a child's villain in most things. He's great at that. But this also might be his... He's come on out and said that this might be his very last movie. And if he does retire, um, is it okay if I have a very tiny Sonic the Hedgehog 2 spoiler? Um, I feel like it's fine. Okay. I just wanted to... I don't know your your audience exactly. I just didn't want to ruin anything, hurt, hurt anybody's feelings. If this is the last movie that Jim Carrey ever does, then the last thing that he ever says on screen is the phrase later hater. And I hope that that is the last thing that he ever says. I hope. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that actually a spoiler or is it just a spoiler? Cause it's saying something that he says, I'm just quoting uh, the movie and like late, like later hater, I, I I did not set the scene for it. I still didn't want to do a full yeah, spoiler. I thought it doesn't I just, feel like a spoiler to me. Okay, Although I okay, know people you. are very, very I tread, uh, touchy tread about spoilers. Yes. yes. Tread lightly. I didn't want that, to give it too, a lot of context. May but. I that, ask what the emergency was that caused you to miss Ace Ventura 2's opening day? Oh, I was uh, eight and uh. didn't have control over um, <laughs> the car or money sense. or anything. Oh, so Fair it started enough. after that it's, then? Yes. There, started, there wasn't... There wasn't uh, yeah. anything before that okay yeah 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 that was the first time that i saw jim carrey movie in theaters and the scene where he comes out of the rhino's butt was a very formative moment <laughs> in my young childhood <laughs> and um all i wanted to do was i was just obsessed with jim carrey from that point on for most of the 90s um and early aughts <laughs> did you watch the showtime series i was it called kidding yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I meant to watch the second season, and oh, I yeah, haven't. Yeah, there was a second season. Yeah, we should mm-hmm. watch that, because I really liked the first... I mean, it, it was yeah, uh, sad, but I liked that first season. Mm-hmm. Ricky yeah. Lindholm was on that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ginger Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. Yeah, you had her on the show before. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I should watch the second season. You recommend it? Yeah, that's good. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. Is it as good as Who's the Boss? RJ, is that your favorite show? It's not as good as Who's the Boss. <laughs> the best part about Who's the Boss is that she hired him. Yeah. She's, Ergo, she's, she's so the boss. Therefore, yeah. Really straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He has a mop and a tank top. You're not the boss. Right. Well, what if he had campaigned for a worker co-op in the household and then everybody would have been the boss? I think that would have been a great idea. I think Samantha could have used the discipline of some good chores. I think that would yes. have helped her a lot. That kind of, <laughs> yeah, that kind of goes along with show titles that make no sense when you think about it. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a new show called Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh boy! And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> what are you selling your kids? Were you selling your kids by the dozen? What does this mean? It's like they were like, it's a family with twelve kids. What's the phrase that has dozen in it? And then that's your title. Yeah, because they couldn't call it banging like crazy. No. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. weird. <laughs> um, all right, I think we need to hear the That's a Fun Fact for Brandy. That's a fun fact! Um, I know it seems like I'm too tethered to these drops, but the people demand it. All right. We did another RJ fun fact. I... Enjoy the Twilight Zone, 
My favorite episode is called A Stop at Willoughby. And I actually, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I, is it okay to spoil Twilight Zone episodes? Did they <laughs> also say later haters? I, I think yeah, so. Later hater is how right? it ends as well. okay. I'm going to allow it. Okay. This guy, uh, his work life sucks. His wife hates him. And every time he falls asleep on the train home, he dreams that he's in this early 1900s beautiful town called Willoughby. And it's every time he falls asleep and then his, his life is so bad, he's like, I must get off the train and go to Willoughby. And long story short, they cut to him lying face down in the snow. He has killed himself. Oh. To get out of this mess. And And yeah, right. Love that my whole family for some reason loves this episode. Anyway, I visited the only Willoughby, the Willoughby. It's in Ohio. And they have the stop at Willoughby, a Willoughby festival. And I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing. All these Twilight Zone people. And it's not. It's just a good way to frame just like a street festival for vendors. And they play the episode in the library. And then they have copies of Anne Serling's book. It's Rod Serling's daughter in their town center. And that's it. A nice town, though. That is disappointing. So was it like just a festival like where they sell socks and stuff? Pretty much, yeah. And there's like always a- that one farmer's market guy who has things made from bees. You yes. Know? Yeah. Uh, that's I mean, a bummer. It, yeah. It could it could have been a group suicide, so it could have been worse. <laughs> I think. It could be a yearly mass extinction event. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about festivals for a second. The episode mm-hmm. where you interview Dr. Dentist. Britt oh. Baker. Baker. Britt Baker. D&D. Yeah. Yes. She's the one from Punxsutawney, right? She's from Punxsutawney. Correct. Okay. Ooh. So she says something about Gobbler's Knob, a festival, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you're like, I don't think you can say that. Yes. And then she goes, no, it is a festival. But you meant, I don't think you can say Gobbler's Knob, right? Y- yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I just but wanted to make sure I caught that. Correctly. Yes, it's at a wrestling show, and we only get one take, so I like to keep yeah. it moving. Okay, it was so funny. It's like, no, you, you can't say it's a festival. It really is one. I don't like to stop the train. It was very funny. Thank you. Yes. Um, that sounds like a booth at a Renaissance festival, a gobbler's knob. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you could get something, a gobbler, a, something on a stick would be a gobbler's knob. Yes. You could just walk and eat. How do you guys feel about the Ren Fair? I kind of love it. I love going every year. I uh, think it's I think it's kind of fun. I like watching people get too into it. Um, I think the people watching is 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 real primo at a Ren Fair. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I've I've actually I think I've only been once, and I I had more fun than I thought I would. I'm not somebody that's gonna like get super into it and dress up and all that stuff. But yeah. like I walked around and I had more fun than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I went as a kid a couple times. Um, my mom took my sister and me. And then as I got older and I realized the whole subculture around it, I was like, I didn't realize my – I don't think my mom was into the Ren Fair, but I was surprised she even – maybe she like saw an ad for it in the LA Times or something, but mm-hmm. I was surprised she had taken us. Um, and then I went as a teenager and I just remember it being – more involved and kind of majestic and then daniel and i went a few years ago and what i remember being disappointed in it 
Look, I know it sounds like I'm disappointed in haikus. I'm disappointed in the Ren Fair. I'm a real stick in the mud. And maybe that's true, but I'm sure I've had fun at, at different times in my life. Daniel, why, did, why were we like, this is not how we remember it? Was it just that it was too well, hot? I, I don't remember that. I mean, I'd never been to one. Oh. So for me, what I was expecting was something a little bit more fun. Um, like really was just like a bunch of vendors and then some like, a you know, some fun food stuff like county fair type stuff. And then like, you know, uh, a couple shows sort of, and people walking around in costume. I don't, it wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting. I think it wasn't I was as immersive. I think as, as yeah, you I were think thinking. I was expecting jousting and, you know, more just uh, Renaissance sort of action. And uh, it was just more of like a, a street fair, glorified street fair. Can I ask, Allison, the one that you went to growing up, where was that? Was that the one out here in L.A. or was that a different part of the country? It was in Southern California. It was out in um, Pomona. Oh, no, as a kid, you're asking. Yeah, yeah. I would have to ask my mom. Um, okay. I grew up in Orange County. So I don't know if there was one like in Irvine, maybe, um, okay. or if we would have gone to the the one in sort of the Inland Empire that I went to with Daniel. Um, yeah, because yeah, I remember as a kid, I remember like making candles and more mm-hmm. crafts and to- and games and stuff like that. Yeah, Daniel's right. It was more like just there's things you can buy and things you can eat, and there was like less to do. Um, yes. Do they do have the think- rent? Go ahead. There's perhaps a misuse of the term renaissance, and it's more accurate to just call it a medieval fair. I think so. Because renaissance is like a real, should be peak culture. Yes. And this is not. not No, I think we could pick other eras to do fairs about. Yeah. Do they have ren fairs in Canada? Yes, they do. We had a renaissance, I guess. I don't know Mm -hmm. what what it entailed. But yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's like okay, Our, we used to go to the one in upstate New York, and that mm. was some serious business, apparently, as far as yeah. Renaissance fairs go. And I was trained to be a knight as a child. Oh with wow! A wooden, hey. With a wooden knife, though, which is still incredibly dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Were you growing up? Were you gothy? Were you into? I know you were into musicals. What were you like growing up? I was. Pretty much like a 60-year-old child. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that I was just, I, I often would go to birthday parties, hang out at friends' houses and speak to the adults and be entertaining <laughs> them because my, you know, my grandmother would make me watch a Laurel and Hardy or something or Abbott and Costello mm-hmm. and then no child is going to relate to me. Mm-hmm. I can't speak at that level. I must right. talk to your parents or grandparents. <laughs> Um, I feel like we got a couple fun facts wedged in there. Those were That's fun a facts. Fun fact. All right, and then we need another brandy fun fact. Then we're okay. moving on. Uh, I have a uh, a, a car that um, was painted for charity, uh, and it has two murals on both sides of it. And one side of it is um, Abe Lincoln fighting a T Rex in space, and the other side is a fire breathing Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh my god there's a Fantastic. so uh, i mean so many questions what yes. charity who <laughs> painted it so i used to do um 
social media for an automotive marketing firm in a former life shit. And um, we Scion was one of our clients, the old Scion cars. I happened to own a Scion because it's like a cheap, awesome car. Um, and I we were doing this tour where we were going around the country and raising art uh, money for different art nonprofits with test drives. And we had different local artists coming out and doing like live art as these test drives are happening. And then we would partner with like a local art nonprofit in L.A. We had a thing called Art Share L.A. And they had an artist in residence, this guy named Raul Gonzalez. And he does a lot of like murals and Boyle Heights and things like that. Very cool. And um, I said, hey if you don't want to just use like a little tiny canvas, you want to do something big. I love your work. I own a Scion and I can get Scion to pay for it. They'll pay you to do this on my car. And he said, absolutely. That sounds great. What do you want? And I said, well, I don't exactly know, but I will give you a list of 10 things that I like and then go crazy. But you didn't put Jim Carrey on there. I didn't because it felt too obvious. It felt mm. too obvious. Mm. Yeah. Right. It felt too obvious. But. Do you get a lot of attention on the road? I do, but I've also had it for like 10 years at this point. So I'm kind of used to it. People in my passenger seat are always like, why is everybody looking at us? And I'm like, oh, it's because you're riding in a T-Rex. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's so can cool. I, can I ask what era Brendan Fraser it is? Um, it's Well, he has hair plugs. So, okay. so uh, like I'd say a post the last few years, Brendan Fraser, But I... To me, I love Brendan Fraser with all of my heart. I'm very happy for speaking of uh, the Bren- Renaissance. The Renaissance is upon <laughs> us, and he is back, and it feels great to see. <laughs> RJ, what's your favorite era of Brendan Fraser? I liked the Mummy. I thought the Mummy was oh, good. It's, I thought it's great. the uh, what was it Encino Man? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was a little too wacky for me. Mm. I think he was a, a lot more leading man. And lest we forget, George's of the Jungle and Dudley oh. do right. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're not him, so bad either. Put him on the Blast from the Past is a delightful film. I think you would actually love that movie, RJ. It sounds like that would be a very like in your like an old timey yes. man in a I modern like it's, era. It's one that I liked mm-hmm. early on, and I'm like, I need to. I will revisit this later when I have more life experience. Yes, yeah. He's just a very deeply likable sweetheart of a man, and I've always loved Brendan Fraser. So I put them on my car and I've been trying to like, cause the car, my, my car is very old. It also has like 250,000 miles on it. At some point in the near ish future, I will need to get a new car. So I put this out there. If anyone has a connection to Brendan Fraser, I just want him to know that there is a car with his face on it in Los Angeles. <laughs> I love it. And Brandy lives pretty close to me too. And so mm-hmm. I'll see her out sometimes. And there's, it's my favorite. Cause there's no, it's not like, is that Brandy? Like, Nope, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty uh, clear <laughs> when I see your car that that's you. Yeah, I get texted intersections relatively often, and then I'm like, "Oh, I was just there." You're right. <laughs> um, all right, let's hear it again. That's a fun fact. Um, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Or everyone. Okay, so these are things people think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And they send them in, and then we weigh in. Uh, and if, you ha- if you're listening and you have one, you can tweet it to us at uh, 
So tweet at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. That's the show's Twitter feed. Stands for Alison Rosen's new best friend. And use the hashtag J-M-O-E for Just Mirror Everyone. Um, first, do you guys happen to have any of your own Just Mirror Everyone's? Yes. I pulled okay. a couple. Yeah. Yes. Let's hear one. Um, when I was a kid, I do it less now, but when I was a kid, every time I would ride rides at an amusement park of any kind, part of the experience of riding a ride for me was at every moment of that ride, figuring out how I would survive if a catastrophic failure were to occur. Oh, boy. So I would be like on a roller coaster or on like the swing ride where you're in the air and I go, cool, if the swing broke now, I'd land there. I'd land there. I'd land there. I'd land there. I'd will myself to land there. And that was how I would ride. And I enjoyed it. But that is how I would ride rides <laughs> as a child. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I don't, And I'm like a fairly anxious person who catastrophizes, mm-hmm. but I don't actually do that. I think mm. on a ride like that, I'm just like, oh, God, please let it be OK. Yeah. Um, now, now I just go. Bring it on. Bring the yeah. death on. Whatever. <laughs> As a child, my will to live was stronger. So yeah. what about anyone else here do that on rides or anything like that? No. Yes. You do. You? I'll I'll plan an exit strategy where if this bar breaks, like as they're mm-hmm. strapping me in, mm-hmm. I always feel like I know more than they do about the ride. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I always try to figure out, similar to like if you feel like you have to throw up, you need mm-hmm. to figure out where the garbage can is. And you're like, okay, I'm going to be okay. So I'll go. Mm-hmm. If this bar breaks, I will hold on to this part. Then I will be fine. Yes, exactly. You you get it. Yes. <laughs> We're survivors. Yes. <laughs> but didn't deter my enjoyment in roller coasters at all. Exactly. Because you knew that you could handle it if you yes. needed to handle it. <laughs> it was empowering. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, RJ, do you have one? Yes. When I was a kid, I was very impressionable, and I was with a family friend and their father, and he was driving us to a pool, and we were driving over a railroad track, and he said, lift up your feet, and we lift them up, and he said, you always, it's bad luck to not lift up your feet when you drive over a railroad track, and I was so impressionable that I've never not done it since, including when I'm driving. So I'll have to done it (laughs) (laughs) and then have lift both feet up. And I don't even Mm -hmm. like it's, it's, it's really messed up my head where it's not like I make a wish or it makes me happier. I just feel like if I don't do it, it will just be catastrophe. Yes. I do. I've never heard that one. But now, well, I don't drive over train tracks, but now I, I do what? stuff like that. Like, <laughs> and I don't, and I always say, like, I don't even believe in anything. And yet I will not open an umbrella indoors and I don't want to be around someone who does. Mm. It seems insane to me. And I'm not talking about my, my refusal seems insane. Someone opening one indoors seems insane. Like, you're yeah. tempting fate. What are you doing? What no, do you mean I, you don't drive over train tracks? She drives parallel to the- <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess I do. I, 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 are there a lot of train tracks that we're driving over? I guess actually there's a decent amount. I'm, I mean, I'm not happens. aware. I mean, yes, I don't find myself regularly driving over them <laughs> that I'm aware of. <laughs> All right. What happens when you drive under train tracks? Like a, I, I bang you. my foot into the ground. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> okay, fine. Really Apparently over. it's just it's just over if you go over. It's like not wanting to oh, okay. step on a crack was my yeah. understanding. I do a similar thing when I'm in a plane that is landing, when I know we're like about to hit the to do the the touchdown, I will pick my feet up until we have touched down and then I <laughs> touch down. 
and I I am I land the plane. Not, not the pilot, but I have landed the plane, and I have a 100% track record. <laughs> you want to hear something I did that um, I still cringe that I did? We were coming back from Hawaii, and the plane we were on, the captain announced at the beginning of the flight that this was his – he's been a pilot for you know 40 years, and this is his last flight. He was – retiring after this is going to be the last time he flies an airplane. Allison looks riveted right now. No, I, I'm trying to remember what you did and I'm, I'm pre cringing and I'm thinking knowing you, you don't, Oh you don't God, why are is. you like, I'm like, are you sure you want to, I don't even know so, what the story is, but I'm wondering, are you sure you want to tell it? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they're making a huge deal about this because it's also his birthday. Yeah. So when you turn 65 <laughs> midnight, you can't fly anymore. So yeah, they made it seem like it was his choice, but really he was being no, no, put out he was to pasture. Aged out. He's, he's being he's cut been out, cut, cut off. out to pasture. A his great wife, rule, though. His yeah, wife, yeah. Who, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that should it should be the same for driver's licenses. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, his wife was on the flight. They had met. She was like a, a stewardess. Am I allowed to say that? Uh, flight attendant. And uh, uh, did I just get myself canceled? I don't know. Um, anyway, she, so it was like a big deal that we all sang happy birthday. The, the, all the flight attendants made a huge. There were like a lot of signs and posters and yeah, like yeah, congratulations. Was, yeah. Like, okay. So we land and we're getting off the plane and, you know, the pilot's standing there. Yeah. And all this fuss. And I, I you know, what I did. Oh, God. What? I saluted him. <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> he looked it's at me like, like it's it's stolen valor, but the, it's okay. Dorkiest <laughs> fucking thing. And he looked at me like, come on. And even he. This was his big day. He's just like, oh, good god, really. And, and I'm like, wait, am I? Are you? Not? First of all, he'd been in the air force. Maybe it was like you're not supposed to salute. If you're not in the arm, uh, it was the whole thing. I wanted to just mm-hmm. go like, you can fly me back to Hawaii. Let's do that again. <laughs> do, do the whole thing again. Wait, so what are the, and also you remember that he had been in the Air Force? Had he shared that? They'd shared it, yeah. I don't remember that part of his spiel, but, um, but so like, yeah, what are like, the rules? No, no. <laughs> I'm just something on my eyebrow. <laughs> Sorry. So what are the rules about saluting? I'd heard that you're not supposed to actually, if you're a civilian, you don't salute. Oh, I believe so, yeah. And I think you only salute people that are like higher, a higher rank than you. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. I that was, part might be wrong, but I, I was know. dating someone whose family is in the military. And I had, I don't even know what the circumstance was. I was speaking to her and I just jokingly saluted. Mm-hmm. And she said, just so you know, Mm-mm. when you meet my family. <laughs> Do not do that, please. <laughs> and I said, what? Like, it kind of also, like, I was like, they they own the salute? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. don't other, you know, profession salute somewhere else? Like, hotel doorman or something? Do they have a salute? Yeah. yeah. Also, didn't you serve so I could salute? That's part no, of it. I'm you, like, you <laughs> get a thank you, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think maybe he thought you were belittling his... I don't know. <laughs> oh, know. God. Like, like I'm a I'm you uh, like that. That's what he thought I was doing. Like oh, oh yeah. look at me, you know. Um, no, he's probably like nice form, 
jackass. Like, you're supposed to do it like this, not like this. <laughs> Didn't, you know, remember when Obama got pilloried for saluting with a coffee in his hand or something? It's probably like that. Oh, it's yeah. Like this fucking guy. You don't know how to do it. I think I've switched to almost like the Cal Ripken, the like, come out of the dugout and just done a little like, yeah, oh, yeah the finger little... up thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's my it's only option. It's a nice option. in between. Well, maybe I'll just move to like, Fist on the heart, kind of like, yeah, man. <laughs> right here. The, the William Wallace or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you do? I couldn't shake his hand. And it, you know, I'm like, hey, congratulations. What if you just gave him a slow clap? Is that, there you go. Is that fun? <laughs> That's more sarcastic. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> okay, Captain. I think I said either happy birthday or congratulations. And it went over swimmingly, Daniel. You should have stuck closer to me. You're better at that than me. (laughs) Better at knowing what to say when you're on a plane and the pilot turns 35. I mean, 65. I can't deliver a compliment sincerely and have anyone believe me that I'm sincere. (laughs) I think I never play a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be like, sincerely, like, that is a really nice outfit. And they'll be like, okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, so. And with all credit to Daniel, he was on vacation and had a retirement ceremony thrust upon him. <laughs> yeah, he That's was true. not happy. He's like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> I really, really love to keep flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did say at one point, like, this is probably the last plane I'll ever fly. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Phil Scrog says, just me or everyone, sometimes I put away food wrong. Yesterday, I found a bag of carrots in the freezer. I once put the mustard in the cupboard instead of the fridge. I like the idea of this, but Mm -hmm. Phil, if you are hanging on to putting the mustard in the cupboard instead of the fridge, let that go, my friend. I feel like uh, mustard can go in the cupboard. Yeah. No? Oh, RJ, refrigerate refrigerate after open. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, would you throw it out if you had done that? Really? I, I mean, it could probably get a couple days. Yeah. A grace. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if there's like fuzzy stuff growing in it. Yeah. Or it's really hot or something, then toss it. But I just think for yeah. me, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I think of mustard as kind of being able to go either place. I think a real seedy mustard could be in the cabinet for probably longer yeah. than like a French's or a Grey Poupon. Grey Poupon, I would not trust uh, in a cabinet after being opened, I think. Right. There's something the, suspect about it to me. I find myself I haven't actually followed through on this yet. I'll usually catch myself at the last second putting cereal back in the fri- in the fridge. Yeah. Mm. I oh. usually I have done these things but I'll usually catch myself. I did find dog treats right. in the freezer once though. <laughs> I couldn't figure out where they were and then one day, well there they are in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of occasionally chaos with oh that meal was supposed to go in the freezer and now it's been in the refrigerator or vice versa Mm -hmm. like putting something like a frozen like an ice cream or something like that in the refrigerator after unloading the groceries so phil we're with you yeah Mm -hmm. um okay given the time i think it is time to move on to itunes comments of the week now i love when you guys leave me comments at this point i think we were just talking about this tony wasn't weren't we just saying that it, now you can pretty much leave comments on any app that you listen to the podcast on? Supposedly, and I think I, I think I pledge to uh, read all of them, no matter where you leave them. I will read them. 
I especially like to read them on Apple Podcasts, which I refer to as iTunes because I'm old and that's what they used to call it. But now it's Apple Podcasts. So if you like what you're hearing or even if you don't, make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a nice comment. Click five stars. It's my favorite number. Uh, And uh, sometimes we read them on the show in a segment called iTunes Comments of the Week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Salute that theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this one is called... The title of this is Allison Rosen is your new podcast. It's best podcast. Best podcast. This is from Seattle Kelly. This is one of my favorite podcasts and I listen to a lot of them. I even bought a t-shirt and a book. I read a lot of memoirs and this podcast has a similar feel to me. You get to know Allison, her husband and all the other regulars with a, uh, with a weekly comedic and honest reflection of life. Good guests, great conversation. The best friend vibe is for reals. Thank you. Thank but you not everyone that feels that way. On the other hand. On the other hand. Uh-oh. Just threw up in my mouth by D-Dude17242. My God, could this girl be any more annoying? Forever the fat girl in school trying way too hard to be cool and searching for validation. Mm, he nailed me. Wow. Boom. Was that written by your subconscious? <laughs> <laughs> do do you get accused of cackling? Ever? No. Does cack- cackle show up in your reviews ever? Cackling. Um, no. My The female laugh the female laugh. Uh. Yes. No, I get accused of vocal fry though. Oh, mm. okay. Yes. Got it, got Do you it. get accused of cackling or your yeah, podcast? Our our podcast gets a lot of uh, a lot of cackling. How dare these women loudly laugh and enjoy each other's company? Their cackles they sound like horrible witches. Uh, yes. Do you use Do you use Adobe Audition because they have a decackle feature filter on there? <laughs> oh, I'll tell. I'll let our producer know. <laughs> Moving forward, cackle down. Allison, no. do you feel like? That comment captured you better than the haiku did? Yes. If we could just <laughs> knock that into <laughs> however many syllables. You know what's funny? The other day I read a negative comment um, and I was just amused by it. And I thought, I've finally done it. I finally achieved what everyone who's like remote, you know, remotely in the public eye or like putting stuff, putting themselves out there. I've finally gotten to that place. I don't think I can maintain it, but I weirdly was just like, oh, I'm glad that people are engaging with my content. That's healthy. how do you, R- RJ, how do you feel? I mean, as a wrestler, you must get like all kinds of opinions about you. Yeah, I mean, the sure. Most of them are when you're trying to get negative reactions, then you get them and you go, fantastic. But when you're not and you get them, some of them are fascinating. And sometimes it's very hard not to write back. But mm-hmm. I've learned for like really rude ones and feel free to steal this, all of you. I will respond, thanks for the feedback. <laughs> and it neutralizes the comment and makes them feel a little bad. Yeah. I've had cool. people apologize afterwards because of that. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes they think you're not going to see it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'll send a little thumbs up emoji sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've learned is always sarcastic. What did we learn? Passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Don't ah, thumbs up like a it. retiring pilot either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, you guys, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining. I had the best time with all of you. Um, let's see. This is now the time where I go around and I ask everyone to uh, tell people where they can find you and plug anything you'd like to plug, etc. Brandy Posey, where can we find you? What should people look out for? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandazzle. Um, I am on TikTok at Brandazzle is here. I barely use it, but it is me decorating my 12 foot skeleton and that is what that my tiktok is for um i do also have a 12 foot skeleton it's very fun uh i have an album called opinion cave that you can listen to wherever albums are streamed or downloaded or if you want to go to Bandcamp and buy it imagine such a world uh would love it um and then uh if you use bands in town whenever i tour my tour dates are up on there uh, and then my podcast is called Lady to Lady, and uh, it comes out every Wednesday. We've had Allison as a past guest, and um, it's a it's a real delight. So you can hear my voice in all sorts of different places. Wonderful, thank you, RJ. What about you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, RJ City. Especially if you want to, you know, hear more hot takes on Dom DeLuise. <laughs> every <laughs> Sunday morning on youtubecom slash aw. It's Hey Ew, and I interview a variety of wrestlers usually old ones i watched as a child and it's very uncomfortable and uh yeah that's and then my youtube i make coffee in my underwear every week too so there's a lot of things going on whatever your taste may be i'm going to interrupt the momentum of this to ask a question that i had for, i had wanted to ask earlier so you're an wait are you an independent wrestler now yeah i mean i'm working for aew for but, aew but yeah i'm an independent wrestler so does that Okay, person person here who doesn't know that much about wrestling, but yes. has interviewed Alexa Bliss. So that's that's okay. my one she wrestling is, credential. She's with She's not an independent wrestler because she right. is exclusive to one company. So independent means you're not exclusive to a company. Correct. It's not it doesn't have to do with like the size of the company, like a musician being on like an indie label versus a major label or something. No, it's it's about the exclusivity of it. Got it. So But they but, usually mean smaller. But like WWE, they're like the biggest one, right? Well, I mean, I would like to say AEW is the biggest one now because that's who I'm currently working for. But okay. uh, it's yeah, the good yes, one. yes, a yeah. AEW is the good one because yeah. they also they take care of their people a lot more. There's much less problematic things happening over there. They are forward thinking and not related to the um, what's that horrible family? The demands, <laughs> yeah, and. They let me mention Judith Light and don't even give me any notes on it. After talk about forward thinking. <laughs> yes. Okay. Great. Um, and uh, Daniel, what about you? Uh, you can follow me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Quats. Great, Tony. Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, if you're in L.A., playing May 3rd at the Federal in North Hollywood with Don't Stop or We'll Die. And I'll be playing with Townland also. Uh, so come out to that. And that's it for now. Uh, and listen... I, you guys, I'm on, I am also on TikTok. I don't have a 12 foot skeleton. We do now own a skeleton dog because Elliot oh. is into, as my five year old, he's into all things Halloween. 
And we recently took him to a Halloween store, and he selected a skeleton dog. A couple of its ribs have already broken, so I don't know what kind of quality skeleton dog this is. Um, But anyway, I'm on TikTok. I've just been lurking on there. I'm not very active, but I think I'm ready for people to follow me if they want. So I'm the Allison Rosen on TikTok. Uh, My avatar is a picture of my dog, Wendy, Um, not the bone dog, the one with fur and skin. And organs. Um, and follow me on social media at Allison Rosen and listen to my other podcasts. This is me handing you a business card with Upworthy <laughs> Weekly, Childish, and Allison Rosen's your new best friend on it. And also I have a newsletter. Uh, I'm back to sending that out. And you can subscribe for free at alisonrosen.substack.com. And again, I want to thank all my guests. And um, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know? Alison Rosen Show